Welcome to the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you understand the Bible better so you can have a better relationship with God and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you navigate the end times so you can stand firm until the return of Christ. Get ready. This is not your average Bible study. This is not for the faint of heart. If it's controversial and in the Bible, we'll talk about it. We are unashamedly, unabashedly, and unpredictably bringing out the truth in God's Word. And now, introducing your dynamic hostess with the mostest. She's an international speaker, author, and self-admitted nerd for the Word, Dana Crosby. So are you ready for what your pastor never told you about the book of Revelation, chapter 10? That's coming up next. Make sure to visit whatyourpastorneverToldyou.com. Hey everybody, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Welcome to Bible Study Today. If you're new here, consider smashing that subscribe button down below because we post new and amazing videos about two to three times a week. And right now we're in the middle of an exciting series on end times Bible prophecy. You guys, I love studying Bible prophecy. And as I study it, I get excited because Certain things I've been seeing have already been fulfilled. And then those other things, they will be fulfilled before the end. And so it's so exciting that the Lord has told us these things in advance. In fact, he said the Lord does nothing without revealing it first to his servants, the prophets. So we are it is good for us to study the prophet, prophets. It is good for us to study the book of Revelation. And in fact, Revelation is the only book of the Bible that it has promised a blessing for those, both those who read it aloud and for those who listen to it. So you guys are in for a blessing today on this topic. Also, as we have talked about in the past, when we talk about books of prophecy, we see through a glass dimly. And so because we don't see everything clearly, and some of those things may not even become clear until after the fulfillment, then we go, aha, that's what that was. That's what that was about. Because of that, we need to offer each other grace. We may have different understandings as to what the interpretation of these things may be. And we also need to be submitted to the word of God in terms of, Letting go of our preconceived notions and ideas, letting go of the things that may have been taught to us previously, and embracing what the Word of God says, even if it's surprising, confusing, or maybe even uncomfortable. We have to be willing to submit to the Word of God. And so that is what we're going to do today in our Bible study. Right now, we're getting right to Revelation chapter 10. So we're in the middle of this heavenly vision. If you have missed any of the previous chapters, I highly encourage that you go back and watch those. I'll post a link for you guys up above so that you can hit the little info button. By the way, if you're new to YouTube and you happen to see a little eye logo up in the corner of the screen, there is more information there that the creator is providing for you. You can pause the video and click on that or you can click on it while watching the video and usually more information will pop up. And in my case, I I usually post other videos for you guys. So you can always watch this video to the end, go back and click on those links, whatever works best for you. So we're here in the book of Revelation chapter 10. I encourage you to read along with me and I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. Come along and read with me in Revelation chapter 10. I saw another strong angel coming down out of heaven, clothed with a cloud, and the rainbow was upon his head, and his face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. 
Now, as we discussed earlier, the word angel in the Greek here is actually the word messenger. So it doesn't necessarily mean someone with wings who's playing the harp. That isn't necessarily what it's talking about here. And I would encourage you to look at the clues based on the description as to who you think this might be. So we see here in the scripture that he says that he's clothed in a cloud, which the Bible does say that when Jesus returns, he is going to come riding on a cloud. He's going to come on a cloud back to earth. Also, a rainbow was on his head. Now, there are other places in the scriptures where it talks about seeing God on his throne with a rainbow around his head. I can't think of any other reference in the scriptures to a time with when anyone other than the Lord, whether it be Jesus or God, the Father, as described with the rainbow around their head. If you guys can think of a time in the scriptures when someone other than deity was mentioned with the rainbow around their head, put it in the comments down below and we'll learn something here. But I want you to encourage you guys to consider these clues as to who this may be. His face is like the sun. I don't ever remember an angel being described that way and his feet like pillars of fire. And I believe if you go back into some of the study that we had read earlier in the book of Revelation, this sounds really similar to how Jesus described himself. So just something to consider here. And he had in his hand a little book that which was open, which was open, and he placed his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and he cried out in a loud voice as when a lion roars. Now that's pretty interesting too because I think it was in the prophet Isaiah, and I'll look it up to be sure, but he talks about how he he is going to roar and Israel is going to come to him. When the lion roars, Israel is going to come to him. So I think this is interesting here that he roars, this angel or messenger roars with the voice of a lion. And when he cried out, the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. So who is it talking about with the seven peals of thunder? I think that's probably speaking of the father because it's the messenger speaking like a lion, roaring like a lion, and then the seven peals of thunder answering him. And that is why I believe it's God the Father answering him. It says, and when the seven peals of thunder had spoke, had spoken, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken and do not write them. So this again is further evidence of the divine unity of God, but also the separation of persons. So it's not Jesus speaking to himself here, but it appears to be God the Father speaking to Jesus the Son. So separate persons, but both being described as divine, as we saw earlier in the book of Revelation that God the Father was talked about as sitting on his throne with a rainbow around him. You know, So we've got to take these clues from the scripture and piece together what it's saying. When the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write, I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder had spoken and do not write them. Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his right hand toward heaven. And again, we remember the word is actually messenger. And he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heaven and the things in it, the earth and the things in it, and the sea and the things in it, that there will be no delay that there will be delay no longer, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, or messenger, when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God is finished, as he preached to his servants, the prophets. So it seems that when this happens, all 
the mysteries that God had foretold through the prophets are going to be fulfilled. Now, the main thing that the Lord spoke through the prophets was about Messiah. Some of the things that were prophesied about Messiah, about Jesus, came to pass in his first coming, and some of them happened at the second coming. So I find it interesting here that this is when all of those things are finished. All these things are completed as he preached to his servants, the prophets. The other thing is I've been reading through the prophets and studying through Isaiah and Micah and Zechariah is that he promised not only to redeem Israel, but the nations. And so there's going to be people from every tribe, tongue, and nation on the whole earth that will come and worship him and pay homage to him and honor him. And so that, I believe, is also going to be fulfilled. So the mystery of God is finished. His, his plan of redemption, his plan of restoration, his plan of salvation for mankind. When he created this whole world, he created it to be good. That was the original plan, the original intent. And it became marred. His creation became marred by sin, but he knew this was going to happen. He knew ahead of time this was going to happen. And he had already prepared a way of redemption, a way of restoration for him to show that he is both merciful and just. He has both justice and mercy completely hand in hand. How can he let sinners off the hook if he is just? But how could he be called merciful if he never forgave? And so, through Jesus Christ, all these things are fulfilled. Both the justice and righteousness of God judging the world for sin and the mercy of God. The judgment of God fell upon Jesus. and So for those of us that trust in him for our salvation, we trust in him for our righteousness. We make him the Lord of our lives. We have salvation. Our sin is on him. But for the rest of the world that reject Christ, they, they bear their own sin and they will bear the punishment for their sin. So if you haven't yet, make sure to get your life right with God. Repent of your sins and trust in Jesus alone as your righteousness. Let's keep reading on. Then the voice, which I heard from heaven, I heard again speaking with me, saying, Go and take the book which is open in the hand of the angel, or maybe some translations say a scroll, because in those days they wouldn't have had a book with a binding the same as what we have today. So I went to the messenger, is literally how it'd be translated. And I just want to encourage you guys here, no English translation of the Bible is the God-breathed version of the Bible. That's going to be found in the original languages. So that's why it's so important that we know how to use our Bible study tools so that we can know what the original languages say. And you do not have to be a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar to be able to look this stuff up online. And you guys, if you haven't watched my video yet on five tips for to be a Bible pro, um, I will put a link for you guys in that. And you'll be able to study the Bible like a pro using the tips, the free tools that are available to both you and to me to study the Word of God. And so it's not an English version of the Bible that is um, inspired. It is in the original languages. So I went to the angel telling him to give me the little book. And he said to me, take it and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will taste sweet as honey. 
And I took the little book out of the angel's hand or the messenger's hand and ate it. And in my mouth, it was as sweet as honey. And when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And they said to me, you must prophesy again concerning many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. So why was it the message that's in this scroll tasted sweet as honey but bitter in the stomach? I'm not completely sure, but my speculation here is because the next thing that was said is that you must prophesy again to many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings, is that the words of God are sweet like honey, but some of these prophecies that have to be given are bitter because they're judgments about what is going to come on the earth. And so to me, that is probably what I think that they're talking about in this instance here. That's my guess as to the interpretation of this. Now, um, this concludes our reading for today, but I want to remind you again what we had talked about before. Just because a chapter break happens, those chapter breaks are also not inspired. They're just placed there and they help us to find references, but it doesn't mean the story ends where that chapter break ends. So I want to encourage you guys, make sure to tune in to chapter 11, where we're going to find out what happens next, you guys. And each of these chapters are building in both interesting qualities and um, they're building an intensity as we see what's going to happen as the end comes. So you guys will not want to miss any of that. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. and I look forward to talking with you guys in the next video. Until next time, this has been Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Calls podcast. For more exclusive content, visit whatyourpastorneverToldyou.com. Sign up for emails and get updates. Also, there you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Thanks for listening and join us next time.